Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And I'm Dory Zori from 88.9, and this is... Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we're talking about the 95th Academy Awards show. Thank goodness I dressed up. Yeah, I know. We're both sitting here in tuxedos, <laughs> matching tuxedos. What tails. a waste for radio. <laughs> I know, I know. But we have to get into the feel of it. And that's how we do it. Yeah, we're talking about the Oscars this week. The nominations came out last week-ish. Mm-hmm. And we're pouring over them and deciding if they did a good job. Before we get into the details and yeah. our humble yet super so, accurate opinions. So humble. So you said 95th Academy Awards. Yeah. Quick math. What year does that make the first award happen oh, in? don't. I'm not a mathematician. 1929. Yeah. <laughs> you she fed that to me. She fed that to me. <laughs> I wouldn't have known either. I looked it up because I was just curious. So before they were known as the Oscars, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences went by AMPAs, which really doesn't oh, roll oh. off the tongue necessarily, <laughs> no. right? Established by Louis B. Mayer, the founder of the Pictures Corporation, as a way to unite the five branches of who makes cinema. Actors, directors, producers, the tech people, and the writers. Oh, I see. The very first, do you know anything about the very first Academy Awards ceremony or Oscar ceremony? Did John Wayne host it? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like it was hosted by John Wayne. I feel like that's a bit of trivia. I may remember wrongly. That's amazing. It was at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Tickets to get in were $5 a pop, which translates to like 80 bucks now. (laughs) And I would feel like that would be a super fun place to be. I would even pay $80 to get into the Academy Awards. Yeah, for sure. The nominations were notified by Telegraph, whereas now you can (laughs) tune in. Everyone watches online at the same time, right? And films their own reactions. Yeah, like 5 a.m. in the morning. Right. Well, yeah. Generally, I will say, and I say this every year and I'm never going to stop. I hate them and I will never stop watching them. (laughs) Because I don't like the systems they use. Mm -hmm. I don't like how uninclusive they are most of the time. I don't know how commercial they are. And yet, I want to see the pretty people in their pretty outfits. And Mm -hmm. I want to hear the speeches. I want to see and hear the actual artists and actors and directors. I want to hear them talk. But the actual institution of it, I have a a raised eyebrow about. I can understand awards ceremonies for anything, even like the Grammys and Music Awards. They're all flawed. I mean, they just can't be perfect. They can't be representative of everybody all the time. But I think maybe some of the steps that are being taken more recently kind of helps. Yeah. I do like when they can bring attention to a film that really needs it and can use it. And with Moonlight was a great example. Like, I love that that won. And I love that that got more attention because it was a amazing film and that filmmaker and actors are going to go on and do more because of it i feel like you know so that's one of the good things we'll talk about all the good the bad and we'll also talk about the nominees our favorites and we'll dig into them a bit in the podcast record-setting moments that could happen at the 95th annual oscars and we'll talk more about that next absolutely Hey, Radio Milwaukee family, you tune in to us, and now we want to tune in to you. 
From now until February 17th, we'd love for you to spend a few minutes taking our listener survey. Your responses will let us know what you dig about what we're currently doing and give us feedback on how to make it even better. As an added incentive, all complete responses are entered to win a $150 gift card to Black Shoe Hospitality Restaurant. You can find our survey online at Radio Milwaukee or hyphen.org. All right, we're back and we're talking about the 95th Oscars. All right, let's dig in. Where shall we start today? Let's do the supporting roles first because I honestly always find them the juicier roles. You get the character actors usually in there, but actress and actor in a supporting role. All right, give me what you got. What's on your mind? All right, let's start with best actress. You've got Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue both for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I saw all of those films except for one. I'm glad I'm not voting now. Yeah, I've, I just realized I have seen all of these. I mean, Angela Bassett in Black Panther. Yeah. Like my mouth was open in astonishment or smiling every time she was on the yeah. screen. What a powerful woman. For sure. What a powerful actor and a great role for her, too. This category is wonderfully populated, I think. I just saw The Whale last night. Hong Chow did an amazing job. And I just realized she's popping up in these movies. I'm like, oh, that was her in there, that she was in this. Mm-hmm. I love Banshees of Sharon, Carrie Condon. I'm glad that that, because it's kind of a small role. Yeah. And I was glad that she got noticed for it. And Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue from Everything All at Once. I mean, this is a good category. I don't know that I can call that. I don't think I could call it either. Although Jamie Lee Curtis for me was the one that was the most surprising yeah. and delightful because I haven't really seen her in a role exactly like that before. Yeah. And I think she did great. She was like evil. She was. And it was a comedy role, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I've all. And physical. A, yeah, very physical. And I feel like. The Oscars don't always reward comedy. Mm-hmm. They rarely do, in fact. And so that's kind of nice. Well, that's going to be sad then for everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that considered a comedy? I mean, it's, yes. Okay. But it's more that, I mean, that's one of the genres it is. Because that's the great thing about that movie. It had so much, it's action, it's absurd, mm-hmm. it's funny, and it's dramatic. So it's not a straight comedy. It's like one of many things. It's not the next Adam Sandler. No, it's not going to be a broad Will Ferrell vehicle, (laughs) though. Will Ferrell could handle it. He's very, very talented. Um, And then we got an actor in a leading, a supporting role. We got Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Sharon. Brian Tyree Henry in a movie I've never heard of called Causeway. All right, let's put that on our list. Yeah, I know. I had to look that up. Judd Hirsch, of popular from Taxi, the yeah. TV show Taxi, <laughs> uh, in uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Barry Keegan, also from Banshees of Inisherin, and Kihei Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh man, I feel like one of the two supporting actors from Banshees of Inisherin might get it because yeah. that movie did so much with so little dialogue. Yeah. Every actor, there was not a weak link to me in that whole movie. Right. And it was really beautiful. And sometimes I think like the less pages of a script, the better sometimes. Yeah. You see the actors really have to like Mm -hmm. fill that space with something. Brendan Gleeson is one of my favorite humans on the planet. And I'll watch anything with him in it. But I do think the favorite to win is Ki Hui Kwong 
because he's been winning this award in other ceremonies for other shows and everyone's very excited about him winning because it's just so delightful and he was fantastic and it was 20 years away from acting and so that would be an exciting story. All right. So you're putting your money on My money's Kihei on Kwan. yeah. All right. Let's go to actor in a leading role. Yeah. Austin Butler from Elvis. Yeah. Colin Farrell from Banshees of Nashiran. Yeah. Brendan Fraser from The Whale. Paul Mescal from After Sun, which I did not see. And I didn't Bill Nye yeah, from, from Living. Living just came out. And I love Bill Nye, and I would be very excited to see it. And I'm sure he's great. I never saw After Sun, but that's one of those movies that on everyone's list for the end of the year. So I've not had a chance to see it yet. I think it just came online. Paul Mescal's a young guy, but he hasn't done a ton, I don't think. So that would be unusual then yeah. for him to pick up an and then award so easy. I do think Brendan Fraser is the, the favorite to win. I think so, too. I haven't seen that movie yet, full disclosure. I was supposed to see it yesterday and I thought it was streaming, but it wasn't. (laughs) So (laughs) to be continued on that. But just with all the buzz and everything surrounding this role, I would be surprised if he didn't win it. Yeah. No, I would be too. And I saw it last night and it's a difficult performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, physically and emotionally, he was straining through the whole. I mean, it's impressive. I get what everyone's talking about. So, Well, that's a bonus. Yeah. I think he's really good. Colin Farrell, I really loved him in Banshees too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's... It was neat to see him play someone that wasn't like the leading hunk or, yeah. I mean, he's not always a hunk, but yeah. the way he dialed back like the personality on this character just yeah. almost made him look not like Colin Farrell. Yeah. He was sweet and a little simple, but yeah. still had some intelligence. He Colin, was nice. Colin Farrell's acting journey is really cool to me because he started out, he admittedly, like, they were throwing so much attention at me and I was just, like, being action, whatever. I was doing whatever. Well, yeah. And then he kind of had a moment where he's like, oh, I need to take hold of my life. And then started choosing the most fascinating roles. So good for you, Colin Farrell. I feel like in Bruges was that first moment where I'm like, dang, Colin yeah. Farrell, like, can do some stuff. Yeah. Beyond what he has been doing. Yeah, and then he was in those Yorgos Lanthimos movie, The Lobster and Mm -hmm. Killing of a Sacred Deer. But yeah, I think Brendan Fraser, I am all for the (laughs) Brendanaissance. I like to resist those things as they happen, but I I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. That's okay. I mean, John Travolta comeback became a thing for decades afterwards. Yeah. And Brendanaissance. (laughs) I don't know if anyone said that yet, but I feel like it's... (gasps) Trademark. I'm going to trademark. I feel it's natural. Christopher Pollard. Rolls right off the tongue. What category do you want to talk about next? You saw almost all the animated feature film nominations? Yeah, the only one I didn't see was Puss in Boots. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I get why that's there. I get why that's there. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Heck yeah. So delighted that that's included. Uh, The Sea Beast, surprisingly wonderful. Mm -hmm. But pretty formulaic. But that's fine for these kind of movies. But I love The Sea Beast. And then Turning Red. Uh, which was the Red Panda. I loved that. Yeah, it was a very sweet movie. Really a movie about, like, for young ladies coming of age, but it also was a really beautiful story about the relationships between mothers and daughters, and that's why I love yeah. Turning Red. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I didn't see it, so I can't really yeah. say anything bad, but... I know that that was the, the spinoff from the... Wasn't he in Shrek originally, yeah. that character? Yeah. 
I'm pulling for Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I would love the idea. Last year they had a documentary in this category, which mm. I loved. And so I like it when movies like Marcel the Shell, which is part animation, part live action, that one to me out of these four was the best one. That is the one I'm looking forward to seeing the most, and I can't believe I haven't seen yeah. yet. So I'll support you on that. But okay. out of the couple that I saw out of this list, I really did enjoy Turning Red a lot. Yeah. Obviously, don't want to skip actress in a leading role. Mm -hmm. So I'll quickly go through that, too, because there's some also wonderful ones, but also surprising things in here. So Kate Blanchett for Tar. I think everyone expected that. Ana de Armas for Blonde. She played Marilyn Monroe. I have not seen that yet, but I'm, I am actually very excited to see that. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then there's Andrea Riseborough from a film called To Leslie. Never heard of it. No. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, I've seen her before, but it's a smaller movie. And just suddenly, I, this is what I'm talking about. I don't know how they get, <laughs> did they have a good campaign? How did they get the attention of people for this? Or is it just something within the industry where people were really talking about her performances yeah, that be, and that like kind of overrode the amount of money they had That's to true. Campaign? And that would be, I hope that that, that is what it is. The purest form the of pu nomination. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think Michelle Yeoh is another favorite there. That would be breaking some kind of records, right? The I believe first so, yeah. Asian woman in a lead actress category. Would that really be the first time? Oh wow. Yep. She got a Golden Globe already, yeah. so chances are Yeah, I mean, often when you look at the award shows leading up to this, they're good indicators of who are the favorites to win. So she's definitely had a good run. Do you know how she started? She started in Hong Kong in action films where yeah, she did yeah. her own stunts. Yeah. And then the first film I remember seeing her in is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't realize she was in Tomorrow Never Dies, which came out a couple of years to. before Crouching Tiger, I oh, think. okay. But yeah, she's been doing it for a long time, so it's nice to see her recognized. It's really, she's had the most gradual and yet ever-present rise. Like, she was always going up and being in more. But yeah, I remember she was one of the few women in that, Hong Kong martial arts scene at the mm -hmm. time, you know, Jackie Chan was around in that time and that, but she's one of the few women there doing the same stuff as the guys, which was like phenomenal. It's good to see. Cause yeah. you can tell what even the most discerning eye, you can tell when actors aren't doing their own stunts. Oh yeah. And in fight scenes like there were in that movie, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Made it so special. All right. Do you want um, to talk about sound? Yeah, sound. So I love all these. When I do watch the full-on Oscars, yeah. I do really like the smaller categories that aren't yeah. as sexy maybe because it's so interesting now since I've been reading more liner notes or whatever they're called at the end of movies oh, and yeah. credits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> liner you, notes. you would refer to them as liner notes. Right. <laughs> I really have been starting to make more connections between people doing things. And I think one of the things, because I don't have a super dope home system, I miss about seeing every movie in a theater is the sound design because oh, yeah. you really get that. Dolby stereo or yeah. like the really nuanced things and so yeah up for best sound this year all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water the batman yeah. elvis and top gun maverick that makes sense let's see what question do we want to ask our listeners this week yeah who do you want to win which of these nominees mm -hmm. are you like oh i loved what they did I love this movie or this actor, and I would love to see them up on that stage 
getting an award. I yeah. would love to know that. Super strong opinions. We want them. Yeah. And it, were there snubs? I know I was really sad the Woman King didn't get anything. And wow. that mm-hmm. made me mad because mm-hmm. a film like Gladiator Braveheart, mm-hmm. which is on par, you know, yep. they were all over the place. And I was real sad because Woman King I thought was spectacular. Yeah. You could have Woman King and Wakanda forever yeah. on there. Women Academy. Talking did get a writing award and maybe one other, but that yeah. needed to be up there too. So that's just what I think. Well, I guess it, no, I'm sorry. It did get Best Picture nomination out of the 10 Women Talking. Oh yeah. Only Best Picture nomination. But, but not, but not but nothing director. For the, yeah. Not director, nothing for yeah. any of the actors, yeah. but that's okay. They've got awards in my heart. That's true. It's not a full snub. It's like a half snub. It's like a snoo. It's a snoo. It's a snoo. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then Jimmy Kimmel will be the host. So, and that's he's usually pretty good at that. I love it when the host, and they kind of have to at this point, makes fun of the controversies surrounding the show. Yeah, so you always got to do. They got to be a little self aware. Well, I think our um, follow up after the Oscars episodes, we'll dig into the music, the yeah. performances. Oh yeah, yeah, and then we can talk about any amazing moments or maybe some of these record-setting wins that will maybe happen at the 95th Annual Academy Awards. Absolutely. So check back in with us after the awards and we'll have that show. But I think that's it for now. Until next time. Absolutely. And this show is produced by... Kiri Salinas. Yay! And the wonderful theme song is by... Brett Newski. That's right. And we could not do this without the support of our members. Just like you of Milwaukee (laughs) Film and Radio Milwaukee. No, we did it. We did it. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.